What up, y'all? Welcome to season four of She Gets a Podcast. This series, you're talking about how to be better. You hear them kids? Do you hear them kids? Since we in quarantine, we gonna do a season about being better and everything that comes with that and details on why people into this and into that and doing this now and we ain't on that no more. All of that in this series. Thank you for listening as she gets it. Ah, let's just, let's, let's just get into it. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this episode, let's show some support. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Lady J, creator of hashtag for brown girls blog. The content of my post is to educate, uplift, support, and empower Black women who struggle with anxiety and depression. If you can relate to this, then please head over to fourbrowngirlsblog.com and read my post. While you're there, make sure to leave a comment and share on your social media too. If it's one thing I want you to get from my blog is that I believe in you and you are not alone. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. How much of this I can do. <laughs> I, I'm being very productive. I'm writing. I'm reading. I'm sorting. I'm throwing away things. I'm organizing. I'm, uh, you know, teaching the girls. I'm uh, doing homework with them. I'm doing flashcards. I'm cleaning like you wouldn't believe and what's really pissing me off about the cleaning thing is i looked at the filter that's in the um ac system and i looked at the size i got the right size i buy the fucking filter i take it out of the wrapper paper and i go to put it in and the shit won't go in and i hate the fact that i'm gonna have to call somebody else another human being to come into my house to put a fucking filter in which is going to tell them in their minds that oh you're a woman you can't do anything no i could do it so yesterday i got fed up so today i'm definitely gonna try to put that filter in that ac thing it's at a weird angle where i can't really get into the um closet to put the filter in like straight forward so I have to put it in on an angle it's so annoying so I know like the maintenance guy he got the other um, filter out of there my thing is like sir what did you do why I can't put this filter back in I know it's something like slightly in the way that's blocking me but anyway I hope you guys are doing good this is episode 11 of season four you know, we talking about getting better. We talking about self-care. And what more better to talk about than, uh-huh, why go to therapy? Why do they go to therapy? Why should you go to therapy? We going to talk about a lot. So this might be a longer episode than usual because I'm sharing, okay? I'm sharing things with y'all that I probably seldomly talked about in past episodes, but not head on where it it falls under this topic so this is what we're going to talk about this episode we're going to talk about the stereotype with saying or um going to therapy that people put on you we're going to talk about does therapy work we're going to talk about where can you go to get therapy did you go get therapy meaning did i go get therapy i did 
um, why, what changed, how did you find your therapist, do I still go, and then that's eat. But I feel like this whole quote-unquote cloud of, oh, everybody's going to therapy and everybody wants to talk about therapy and everybody wants to talk about how their therapist is, the shit is real, okay? And it takes a very secure individual to understand and come to the agreement that, hey, I should have been gone a long time ago, but, you know, it was this stigma over my head about this therapy shit. That's why I I didn't come. I didn't want to be that person that's being, quote unquote, stupid going to therapy. That's what we're talking about. So if this is not something you ready to hear, then, you know, go to the the next episode. I don't care. You listen because you want to listen. So those that want to listen, come on. Come on, we gonna talk. We gonna talk. Okay, so this whole therapy is for crazy people. Therapy is expensive. You know, only white folks go to therapy. Only uh, people who are very into themselves go to therapy. Only um, people who had a messed up childhood go to therapy. You know, it's for people who don't have friends. I used to be that person. I used to be that person that thought therapy was only for people who didn't have friends. Um, Or you have that person that says, I self-medicate. So I don't have to go to therapy. I'm just going to smoke a joint and it's going to be over with. Or I'm just going to go pop this pill and I'm going to never mind. I'm going to have this drink and I'm going to never mind. I've never been someone that felt like having a substance was going to make my issues go away. I never felt like smoking was going to make my problems disappear. Like, I'm not a drinker. If I have alcohol in here, most of the time my friends come over and they drink it. And they buy more and they put it in my fridge. Like, I've never been a drinker. This whole quarantine thing, I didn't buy any alcohol because that's just not my thing. That doesn't make me feel any type of great way. Um, Smoking, listen, you don't want to see me roll a blunt. It's not not cute. Um, I need to work on that. That is not my forte. So... Any time that I did have it was when friends would automatically have that thing ready. And the maximum that I would do is like three totes and I'm good. I always get sleepy and hungry as shit and thirsty as shit. So it has never been like my go-to, ooh, I'm going to do that. That's not my thing. But I could be around people that do that, but it has to smell great. Um, So... Taking things to feel good has never been my thing. I have to do things that feel good. I have to be around people that are really light keepers. Like, they really give me good moods when I'm around them. They give me laughs. They make me feel good. They they do good to themselves. So that makes me want to do good for myself. That's what I gravitate to. That's what gives me a high. So this whole you know, cloud of therapy has never been my thing. Um, Does therapy work? Therapy works for the people who want to get the best out of therapy, period. If you're going to therapy because somebody's making you, you're not going to get the results that you need to get. If you're going to therapy because the court orders you to go to therapy, 
you're going to be super resistant and you're going to miss all that time that you have to release that shit that you've been carrying. So, um, for that, that's what I have to say about that. Where can I go to get therapy? All right. So you could go different places. So you can check if your job has an employee assistance program. It's called an EAP. Most corporate jobs have it. Um, most, uh, jobs that are on Forbes list have it. So just check and ask, ask HR. They have wellness classes. HR will know more info about where you can go. It'll know more info about what your insurance offers. Blue Cross Blue Shield covers most therapists. That's what I had. Um, call them and see how many hours they're covering before you have to come out of pocket. And if you do have to come out of pocket, how much? Um, good self-care is within the EAP um, and look into if they have, you know, a quote unquote self-care leave where if you mentally need a break for health reasons from your job, some jobs offer time away, might be six weeks away from work that is paid um, under the umbrella of health coverage so look into that some people do need a break from their work and i would recommend some people to get a break from their work um you could check community resources that you live around peer support groups they may have call 211 which um has government resources um available to you qualified um psychiatric and behavioral health services they may offer you can check out online services talk space better help Regain, Teen Counseling, Health Sapiens, OnlineTherapy.com. Check them out. Google them. Use your resources. I hate when people get under a post or um, tweet out, where do I go for this? The same effort it took you to get under this post. The same effort it took you to tweet that stupid question is the same effort it would take it for you to Google the shit. Just Google the shit, Okay. Um, you can check with your insurance. Most, um, providers cover network therapists. So just check that out. All right. We going to dig in now. Did I go to therapy? Yes, I did. I went to therapy for six months, two times a month, sometimes three times a month, depending on the month, depending on how much my therapist felt I needed. I went because I felt a lot of anger within me and, um, I felt depressed. Like there were days that I would drive to work. I was working 40 hours a week. I would, I would drive to work and cry and I would drive home and cry and I would get in the house. And sometimes my mom would have a whole bunch of kids in the house that she didn't warn me were going to be in the house. So that would piss me off. Um, I couldn't go in the living room and chill out with my titties out because there were kids there. Um, or she would probably be having a client come over that they were picking up clothes that she, you know, put together for them. You know, it was just like, I didn't feel like I had space. And, um, some of that I was pregnant after I had the baby, I was at home and, um, it was just, it was just a lot. And, uh, my mom puts up blockers 
in life when she doesn't want to deal with adulting. She doesn't want to deal with being straightforward with people. She doesn't want to deal with being direct about what's bothering her. She wants to linger and she wants to tiptoe around you. And I've always hated that growing up. And so her being around and doing that reminded me of what I had to grow up in, which reminded me that I do not want my children, my two daughters, um, to grow up within a household where there's a physical adult there, but mentally they are not there. And that is how I grew up with my mom. There was a physical adult in the house, but mentally she was not adult because she hid away from things that were not right. She ran away from confrontation instead of dealing with it and fixing it. And I always felt like I had to be my own defending parent and I had to be the kid. And I had to protect myself. I don't want to feel like that growing up. And I don't want my kids to feel like um, they don't have someone that's going to protect them. And all of a sudden, they have to grow up really fast and protect themselves. They have to grow up really fast and teach themselves discipline. I am like I am because my mother lacked things that she should have had in order to bring up children in the correct way. That's how I feel. So... Now my mom may say, you know what, you're mean, or um, that's not nice, or you know what, you need to be more soft, or you need to relax. I don't know how to do those things because I would, I never had this the space to grow up and feel like somebody else had my back. I never had the space to grow up and feel like um, my my mom is gonna protect me, my dad is gonna protect me. My parents were married, and then after I was eight, my mom moved out. She moved to D.C. Um, My dad put up missing posters for me and my mom and my youngest brother. That's not his biologically, um, because he didn't know where we were, and she kept it a secret. And we lived in Baltimore. We lived in women's shelters. Um, Me and my youngest brother was in foster care the second time my mom had a stroke because my relatives ain't shit and it was during the summer and instead of them coming to the hospital to pick us up um they let us go in foster care for like a month or so until my mom got out the hospital then my mom lived on section 8 in maryland for a while um through it all still engaging with relatives that really didn't give a fuck about you or your children when you were sick (laughs) so listen listen there's shit there's shit that I grew up with. So I the the reason that my mom wishes that I was a little soft softer now as a mom, as a as an adult, as a woman, I'd be looking at her like, girl, what? <laughs> like I understand that you're one of thirteen and you seen your mother be very brash and very like push offish about affection, but my mom is the complete opposite of that. My mom is always welcoming. My mom is always loving. My mom has always been the mom every mother aims to be. And rightfully so, they should. But there are parts of being a mother that my mom never had. My mom, uh, she doesn't like confrontation. She um, is very not nonviolent. She, um, now I'm not, not saying you're supposed to be violent, but there is a certain amount of protection that you need to have as a mother, especially when you have five kids, especially when you have a daughter, you know? Um, 
But anyway, I went because there was a mixture of those feelings. I was hella, hella moody. Um, I was dealing with my favorite uncle dying of stage four brain cancer. And this is the first and only black man that I've known to willingly take his ass to the doctor every time for his eye, for his um, colon, for his heart, for his um, blood pressure. He had six pairs of glasses in different rotations for certain things. He took his medicine. He went to pick up his prescription. Uh, People that worked at Publix knew, knew him by first name. You know, he's very, he always been like a welcoming people person, smart, intelligent, um, witty, uh, a gentleman, um, always willing to put you up on game, um, always straightforward with me. The only man I had in my life that was like, you know what, you're right to feel these feelings. I understand you or you're wrong. Let me tell you how you're wrong. Let me tell you what it's like to be a lady. Let me tell you that. If you're going to paint your nails, make sure your nails are painted to the to the top 10 if you're going to paint your nails. I don't ever want to see you come near me or walk around or leave your house with your nails not painted or, or your nails not filed or your, your nails not clean or your nails chipped. Your nails are chipped. Let's go to the salon and get your nails done. He was that man for me. So to see like my... Uh, my the man in my life be defeated and him be in a hospital bed and he just keeps he get he's getting worse his memory is 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 being gone and I I don't want to see him I didn't want to see him in that light and when he was going through all of that um I was pregnant and you know like when you're pregnant you're not supposed to put yourself in a position to be stressed or to feel depressed and the hospital that he was in was um near my job so I had to pass it every day I was thinking about him every day I was being within my pregnancy I was dealing with the drama within my pregnancy yo I understand they want to do days of the week but this ain't it sorry for screaming in y'all air but um it was just a lot and um I was dealing with that. Um, I just um, had my second child a little bit after he passed away. And there was a lot of drama with him passing away with everybody just taking everything he had. And um, him not having a proper funeral that he deserved. And uh, they cremated him. And I don't even know where that is. I don't know, you know, all the details of that. A lot of family had... um, a lot of hate towards different people because of what position they played in it. And it was just very wrong for everything that he did for everybody. Somebody that's always willing to do for other people. It was just wrong the way he went out. Um, so I had a lot of anger with that. Um, I just had my second child and I was dealing with having postpartum. I didn't understand my uh, second child until she was two. Like her, her, her attitude, her neediness, her, um, just imagine being next to a baby that just came out of you and you not connecting with that child. It's like somebody put a stranger's baby next to you. That's how it was, um, for me. Um, still 
raising my three-year-old and um, as a single mom and feeling guilty that I couldn't give her the attention that she needed. I couldn't um, spend the time that I usually spend with her. Um, Sometimes my second um, kid's dad will come to my house stay with um, our kid and I would take Anya out and we go to the park or we go out for ice cream or we'll do something Anya likes to do, you know, because I felt guilty. I, I, I was getting depressed behind feeling like I wasn't doing enough. Um, I was dealing with having resentment towards my mother who lived with me for like three and a half years in Atlanta and um, her still living with me and me having a child and her pacifying um, you know, things that she needs to be direct about in, in life and not, you know, put, putting her foot down with stuff and me seeing my three-year-old, you know, think life is sweet and she could do what she wants. And that's not how I want to raise her. I want to raise my children with boundaries. I want to discipline my children. And she was so against that. And I'm just like, okay, this is not going to work. And me being a woman and me being her only daughter and her battling the fact of not knowing how to treat me as an adult, as a my own woman, and her battling the fact that she wants to treat me like her little girl still and I got kids now you can't do that and you know she my mom just loves avoiding adulting a hundred percent and I can't be around anyone that's avoiding adulting a hundred percent whether you're a man or a woman I can't respect it so I, I was having resentment with my mother that I was living with Um, that, you know, I gave her the master room in my house, you know, she paid no bills. Um, I told her, you know what, let's make you, um, you know, a website, let's make you some business cards. Let's get you some clients. You can have like your, um, sewing machines, you know, here and you can sew and you can do whatever for clients and you can make money on the side and, um, just, just having her there, I, yes, I felt comfortable knowing that, you know, my child was safe. She was at home in her space and she was with my mom. I could trust my mom and not have to worry. And yes, I wasn't playing with childcare, but baby, that that electric bill, that gas bill, that um, water bill. If you ever lived with a Caribbean parent, you know they cook all the time. They cook food on top of food. And there's a fridge of Tupperware. And the butter is not butter. It's it's rice and peas. So having her at my house, yes, it cut childcare. But at the same time, girl, my gas bill is $200 something a month. My electric bill is is, is $100 something a month. My, uh, what? Like, I understand you're here doing this for me. But I'm doing things for you. And I'm dealing with life out here and I need someone to meet me halfway on it. And I didn't feel like that was what was happening. So I was dealing with that. I was dealing with my narcissistic controlling depressed second child's father um, that was having a hard time dealing with the fact that, yes, sir, you will be 40 with a two-year-old. You enjoyed fucks. I enjoyed fucks. We've been um, fucking on and off for the last 15 years of uh, our lives together. And uh, the Lord could have gave us, you know, 
a few kids but he you know he let us have our fun and our kicks and our giggles for 14 off and on years you know of extreme great fuck sessions and we both enjoyed them okay um even when we we didn't deserve we enjoyed them and now he's going to give us the results of our fuckery so we have a kid and um during that, I was working 40 hours at a job I hated. Um, I didn't want to raise my kids in those feelings I was feeling. So I knew I needed to go to therapy. Um, before I had my kids, I tried taking my life three times. I didn't want my thoughts to get there. Um, I, was, I still was having lingering anger about not having a true childhood because of how my mom was. And um, I was molested on and off from age five to 15 and me creating my life as a woman and staying within my bubble. And when I say my bubble, the people I want to deal with, the people I don't want to deal with, stay out my bubble. The people I want to know where I live, the people I don't want to know where I live, stay out my bubble. The um, friends I keep, um, all of that is why I went to therapy. Um, Still through everything, most never knew all of that that was within me, all of that that I was dealing with. But on social media, over the phone, and seldom, quote-unquote, good day settings, people assume they knew, oh, that's Chantal, she's always happy, or she's always, like, in a great mood, and no, no, (laughs) that is not true. So what changed was, all right, so... My mom and I took a year break and I wrote a book um, so she could get more understanding of who I who I was and why I was how I was. Um, my, my uncle passed away um, before I had my second kid, so they never met. And ironically in my life, every time I've had a child, I lost a great man in my life. Um, when I had my first child, it was right after... Well, when I got pregnant with my first child, it was right after my um, my grandfather died. So that's just how my life has been working. I don't want to connect it to, but <laughs> that is the results. Um, my mother and I, our relationship, we took we took a year break, and now we talk twice a week. Most of the time, um, when she called, I would just give my kids the phone. I wouldn't talk to her. Um, now we've gotten to FaceTime and she talks with the girls. She talks to me, but it's very surface talk. Like I'm not talking to her about like, you know, how is it dealing with, you know, this? And how do you feel about this? I'm not, it's like, did you take your medicine today? Um, what are you doing? The girls are doing this. I'm doing this. All right. Talk to you later. Is that. So, you know, baby step. Uh, my mom was in Florida now she doesn't live with me anymore Um, I talk to my uncle every week like he's still here because that's what brings me comfort that's what helps me Um, I learned to channel my anger in other ways because my therapist helped me um, talk through you know, what it is, what works, what doesn't work. My second kid's father and I have a no communication order that will be up in August um, of this year. Mentally, I'm not ready to communicate um, with him because it ended um, 
on a bad note where we had to get like well I had to get the law involved because it was a domestic issue um so I'm not ready for that um I haven't gone to therapy about being ready for that um Why? Because I don't feel like a therapist can talk me through what it is to once have had a 15-year friendship with someone, relationship with someone, (coughs) child with someone after all that time, and it go to shit so, so bad. And how do you... How do you have respect for an individual, let alone a man, let alone the father of your child to have a quote-unquote healthy relationship for the benefit of your kid? How do you do that? Um, And even if she told me, this is how, I'll be be super resistant because I feel like you don't even deserve. Like, even now, like... um, in Georgia, if you have a child and you are not married, the father has no legal rights um, to that child to do anything, make any choices, make any decisions until they go to a court and legitimize that child as their own. And then even once they do that, it's a long process of um, having that other parent served Uh, A sheriff has not served me paperwork, but I've gone to the courthouse to pick up the paperwork to move it along. But they said, even if I did that, it wouldn't work. They made me take a mandatory um, four-hour parenting class, co-parenting class. I took that online, finished it, gave her the certificate. She was like, is this your case? And I was like, no. She was like, well, until the father has you served by a sheriff, of the county you live in, there's nothing we could do. So so I don't know if he knows this. I can't call him and tell him because we have a communication order where that's not permitted. So it's kind of like there is no relationship between our daughter and him. And uh, not because I don't want it to be. I do want it to be, but it can't be legally because the judge said. Um, so I have... You know, he, um, I don't know. It's just a lot with that. Um, so mentally I'm trying to imagine what it will be like dealing with him after August, but that's something, um, that I'm going to have to do. Um, I choose my people wisely now. Now, before I chose my people, but now I'm super picky about my people. Um, I stay in my bubble. I um, mingle when I'm in the mood. And when I'm not, I'm in my house. And I'm not someone that wants to sit on the phone with people and chit-chat about bullshit. Like, I have to have a purpose on why I'm calling people and why I'm talking. So, I've always been like that. I'm not one to sit on the phone and gossip. I don't go out. I don't care about other people's business. I don't watch reality TV. That ain't my shit. It's just too much in this world that is real that I do not know for me to sit and watch somebody else live their fake life. No, that is not me. Um, How did I find my therapist? I found my therapist on the work EAP site. Um, She was five minutes from me. um, Well, from our old house. Um, 
and she's a black woman. Um, her name is Miss Katherine Johnson. I dedicated one of my books to her. Um, she was chill. She was realistic. Um, she was like talking to a cool um, auntie. That's what she was like. Uh, she guided me through the right thoughts and provided me effective exercises to do myself. Keywords out of this. Therapist, realistic, guided me, right thoughts, effective exercises, and myself. All of those things include you putting some effort in. If you are trying to go to therapy to seek someone to tell you everything you need to do and fix it for you, do not go to therapy because you're going to waste your time and you're going to waste that therapist's time and then a third person's time that you do not know that could probably be effectively going through this therapy. Period. Just don't do it. Don't do it until you're ready. Um, It's kind of like when people are in a, um, a negative, disruptive ineffective relationship no matter how much you want them to leave a person no matter how much you want them to get out of that that failed shit show that they're in until they want to get out of it it doesn't matter what you want it doesn't matter what good you want for them they have to see it same thing with therapy you have to see that what you're doing is not working what you're doing is not helping and you need a guide and you have to want that guide um do i still go to therapy no I live further away and I've been working through my issues um, myself, you know, doing the things that she taught me to do, I've been doing um, without harming others. That is key. If you're working through your quote unquote issues without a therapist, but you're harming other people, then (laughs) that's not working. Whatever you're doing to cope with your things that you need to fix it should all be positive. It should be positive for you. It should be positive for others. And they should be happy that you're working on those things. If that's not the case, then that's, whatever you're doing is not going to work. Um, you have to be super intentional about why you're doing things and what you're doing. This is why I'm super intentional about what I do, what I say, who I engage with, friends I keep, people I don't fuck with people my kids will never meet on purpose. That is why, okay? So it's not that somebody did something mean or I'm just in my feelings. I know why I do what I do, so don't question it. And even if you question it, I really don't give a fuck because this is what works for me. That's it. Um, Ending thoughts for all this therapy talk. Um... I just would like for everybody to stop including people in their unfinished shit show. Fix you so you can be good to others and stop carrying all that heavy hate, anger, and sadness. My name is Shan. Thank you guys for listening to all this therapy talk and heat. Um, And just be better out here. That is all I want. If we had a world of better people, be less negativity going on. Um, and we can all be good out here and we can always be focused on what works and we can always be <sighs> living a vida nota. Y'all some real G's just sitting here listening to me do that shit. <laughs> Bye.
And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I will be back with another episode soon come, as a Jamaican says it. Um, if you want to hit me up, you can follow me on She Gets It Pod on IG. My email is whoisshan12 at icloud.com. Other than that, if you can't reach me, hear me next time. Deuces. <laughs>